Hey there, I'm Becky and welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to take some literary escapes. I've got several books for you, so buckle up and don't worry about packing your bags. I've got you covered. Hey there, welcome back to the next edition of the Literary Escape podcast. Today I am taking you to Paris. I have been wanting to go to Paris for a long time. And so today we are going to do that. This month in the Literary Escape Book Club, we're going to Paris also. I'm going to share with you our book of the month and our companion book for the book club, but I'm also going to share several other books that sounded really good that'll give you the same escape feel in going to Paris. So here we are. First up, Lost in Paris. This is our companion book for the month over in the Literary Escape Book Club. This is by author Elizabeth Thompson. It is a historical fiction, but there's a dual timeline between um, the past and the present that they the author did really well, actually. So here's a little blurb about this book. Our main character, Hannah Bond, has always been a bookworm, which is why she fled Florida and her unstable alcoholic mother for a quiet life leading Jane Austen-themed tours through the British countryside. But on New Year's Eve, everything comes crashing down when she arrives back at her London flat to find her mother, Marla, waiting for her. Marla has brought two things with her, a black eye from her ex-boyfriend and an envelope. Its contents, the deed to an apartment in Paris, an old key, and a newspaper clipping about the death of a famous writer named Andres Armand. Hannah, wary of her mother's motives, reluctantly agrees to accompany her to Paris, where, against all odds, they discover great-grandma Ivy's apartment frozen in 1940 and covered in dust. Inside the apartment, Hannah and Marla discover mysterious clues about Ivy's life, including a diary detailing evenings of drinking and dancing with Hemingway, the Fitzgeralds, and other iconic expats. Outside, they retrace her steps through the city in an attempt to understand why she went to such great lengths to hide her Paris identity from future generations. This one is a really fun book. Um, I really enjoyed it. The author does a really great job of the dual timelines and brings it together nicely at the end. Our other book for the month, the book of the month, is called Paris is Always a Good Idea by author Jen McKinley. This one is a contemporary romance. So here's a little blurb on it. It's been seven years since Chelsea Martin embarked on her year-long post-college European adventure. Since then, she has lost her mother to cancer, watched her sister marry twice, while Chelsea has thrown herself into her work, becoming one of the most talented fundraisers for the American Cancer Coalition. And with the exception of one annoyingly competent co-worker, Jason Knightley, her status as the most successful moneymaker is unquestioned. When her introverted mathematician father announces he's getting remarried, Chelsea is forced to acknowledge that her life stopped after her mother died and that the last time she could remember being happy, in love, or even enjoying life was on her year abroad. This inspires her to retrace her steps to find the three loves that she left behind in Europe. 
Colin in Ireland, Jean-Claude in France, and Marcelino in Italy. Chelsea hopes that one of these three men who stole her heart so many years ago can help her find it again. This is a really fun book about self-discovery and recognizing that you can't be who you were. You have to be who you are. You can't go back to life anytime in the past, actually. And so this is a really fun book. Um, highly recommend it. And you're always welcome to join us in the Literary Escape Book Club and read it with us. We'd love to have you. There'll be a link in the bio or in the show notes to get you there. My next book is called The Queen of Paris by Pamela Binnings Ewan. This is a historical biographical fiction about legendary fashion designer Coco Chanel. So this one, let me give you the little blurb on this one. Legendary fashion designer Coco Chanel is revered for her sophisticated style, the iconic little black dress, and famed for her intoxicating perfume, Chanel No. 5. Yet behind the public persona is a complicated woman of intrigue shadowed by mysterious rumors. The Queen of Paris vividly imagines the hidden life of Chanel during the four years of Nazi occupation in Paris in the midst of World War II as discovered in recently unearthed wartime files. Coco Schnell could be cheerful, lighthearted, and generous. She could also be ruthless, manipulative, and even cruel. Against the winds of war, with the Wehrmacht marching down the Champs-Élysées, Chanel finds herself residing alongside the Reich's high command at the Hotel Ritz. Surrounded by the enemy, Chanel wages a private war of her own to wrestle full control of her perfume company from the hands of her Jewish business partner, Pierre Wertheimer. With anti-Semitism on the rise, he has escaped to the United States with the confidential formula for Chanel No. 5. Distrustful of his intentions to set up production on the outskirts of New York City, Chanel fights to seize ownership. The house of Chanel shall not fall. This is actually a really interesting story about um, Coco Chanel. If you're at all interested in perfume, fashion, World War II history, this is one you're going to want to take a look at. My fourth book, I've got a, another historical fiction. This one is called The Room on the Rue Amelie by Kristen Harmel. This is another historical fiction, and here's the little blurb on it. When Ruby first marries the dashing Frenchman she meets in a coffee shop, she pictures life strolling arm in arm along French boulevards, awash in the golden after afternoon light. But in, it's 1938, and war is looming on the horizon. Unfortunately, her marriage soon grows cold and bitter. Her husband, Marcel, distant and secretive. All the while, the Germans flood into Paris, their sinister swastika flags waving in the breeze. When Marcel is killed, Ruby discovers the secret he'd been hiding. He was a member of the French resistance, and now she's determined to take his place. She becomes involved in hiding Allied soldiers, including a charming RAF pilot who, who landed in enemy territory. But her skills are ultimately put to the test when she begins concealing 12-year-old Jewish neighbor Charlotte, whose family was rounded up by the Gestapo 
Ruby and Charlotte become a little family, but as the German net grows tighter around Paris and the Americans debate entering combat, the danger increases. No one is safe. If you are into the uh, historical fiction World War II books, that's a good one to check out. The book number five is a historical mystery thriller. This one is called An Officer and a Spy by Robert Harris. This book has a whistleblower, a witch hunt, a cover-up, secret tribunals, out-of-control intelligence agencies, and government corruption. Welcome to the 1890s Paris. Here's the little blurb on this book. Alfred Dreyfus has been convicted of treason, sentenced to life imprisonment on a far-off island, and publicly stripped of his rank. Among the witnesses to his humiliation is Georges Picard, an ambitious military officer who believes in Dreyfus's guilt as staunchly as any member of the public. But when he's promoted to head of the French counter-espionage agency, Picard finds evidence that a spy still remains at large in the military, indicating that Dreyfus is innocent. As the evidence of the most malignant deceit mounts and spirals inexorably toward the uppermost levels of government, Picard is compelled to question not only the case against Dreyfus, but also his most deeply held beliefs about his country and about himself. If you want a good mystery thriller, you're going to want to check this one out. Like I said, set in the 1890s in Paris. Number six, I've got another mystery thriller for you. This one's called Deja Dead by Susan Kiernan Lewis. Things can get pretty dark in the City of Light. Claire Baskerville is a 60-something American who finds herself alone in Paris when her husband is brutally murdered. Reeling from the onslaught of devastating secrets he left behind, Claire is stunned to realize she no longer knows who to trust. She only knows she can't move forward until she finds out the truth behind who killed her husband. In spite of a genetic brain anomaly that makes it impossible for her to remember faces, even ones she's seen just moments before, and, all alone in a foreign city, Claire doggedly collects the clues that will lead her to her husband's killer. Unfortunately, the closer she gets to the truth, the more determined the killer is to make sure she never leaves Paris alive. So this sounds like a pretty hardcore mystery thriller, and it is, but it's a clean one. There's no graphic violence, no sex, no strong language. So just a really good story. So if you're interested in a mystery thriller without all the gore that sometimes goes along with them, Deja Dead might be a really good one. And it's the first in a seven book series. My last Paris book for you today is called The Perfume Collector by Catherine Tessero. It's a historical fiction, but it's another of the um, dual timeline books. And the second timeline is in, let's see, one of them is in the 1950s and the historical one is in the 1920s to 30s to 40s, I believe it is. Newlywed Grace Monroe doesn't fit the expect everyone's expectations of a successful 1950s London socialite, least of all her own. When she receives an unexpected inheritance from a complete stranger, Madame Eve D'Orsi, Grace is drawn to uncover the identity of her mysterious benefactor. Weaving through the decades from the 1920s New York to Monte Carlo, Paris, and London, the story Grace uncovers is that of an extraordinary woman who inspired one of Paris's greatest perfumers. Immortalized in three evocative perfumes, Ava's history will transform Grace's life forever, forcing her to choose between the woman she is expected to be 
and the person she really is. We read this one back in June, I guess, in our book club. I had thought that it was, the book was set in London and pieces of it are, but most of the book is set in Paris, which is why I'm bringing it up today. It's a really good story. Um, the information that you learn about the perfuming industry, the way the author describes the scents, it's just magical. So if you want a really good historical fiction that's not a World War II one, The Perfume Collector by Catherine Tessero is a really good one. And I enjoy stories that have strong women in them. So um, this is a good one for that. So that is my list of books set in Paris for you. If you'd like more, I have a whole blog post on it. And I'll put a link in the show notes for that. I have had a few more that I just couldn't fit in the podcast. So if you want a few more books, check it out. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoy books that take you on a literary escape, come join us over in my Facebook group, The Literary Escape Book Club. We'd love to have you. Come read with us. Information is in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today.